listen to your gifts. The gifts that God's given you, they're really like seeds planted deep down inside us. But in order for them to grow, you got to use them. Certainly, we got to water them. We got to fertilize them. We've got to use those gifts in order for those seeds to ever take root. So if you can't identify which gifting seeds that that God's given you, try doing new, new things. Do things that might interest you. What is it that you get excited about? What do you like to do? And and oftentimes through these new experiences, God's going to be able to reveal more and more to you about you. The King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents. Now, our vision is to get you on the right path to your framework of success by focusing on the five power pillars, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and financial. Now, the King's Council is not your average coaching program. It's much more than that. It's a tribe of like-mindsetted men and women bonded by faith and relationship that you can do life with. Now, we're traveling across the United States this summer to a city near you, and we want you to join us in creating the next wave of faith-based entrepreneurs ready to become the CEOs of their life. Visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today to speak to one of our team members about how you can level up in all areas of your life today. This episode is brought to you by Gospel Canvas. Gospel Canvas is reimagining Christian art for today's generation of Christians. Their exclusive collections are custom, unique, and a beautiful reminder of the power of salvation and hope. Now, these pieces will brighten up any space and add high character and motivation that you can see, touch, and experience on a daily basis. Visit gospelcanvas.com today and use the promo code KING15 to get 15% off your purchase at checkout. That's gospelcanvas.com using the promo code KING15. Enjoy the show. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek, and you got me solo again today, guys. I wanted to talk about this month within the King's Council coaching program. As you guys know, the King's Council, it's more than just a podcast. We actually have a leadership legacy development coaching program where we help individuals, we help both men and women develop, discover, and deploy their God-given talents and abilities. And it really got me thinking, you know, we're, we're discussing a lot about stewardship and what that looks like from a, a financial standpoint, from a time standpoint, but then our talents and our giftings and our abilities. And I started to get some feedback from people and and I've realized, and you know, I went through this as a period of time in my life, and sometimes I feel like I still go through this occasionally. It's just like, what am I good at? What are my God-given talents and abilities? And and for those of you that are struggling with trying to figure that out, what am I good at? What is my purpose, God? This episode is for you guys, okay? Because here's the deal. Whatever your talent or skill is, whatever it is, which we're going to help you to to extract that out of this episode here, but whatever it is, know this. Know that God is behind it. 
God is behind it. But he doesn't want to just bless us with talents or skills or giftings, abilities, so we can just get noticed. He doesn't want to bless us just so we can earn a bunch of money. Yes, that could certainly be a result of it, but it's so much bigger than that. It's so much bigger than that. God wants us to honor him with those gifts, with the gifts, the talents, the abilities that he's given us. He wants us to honor him. He wants us to be good and faithful servants with our talents. What does that actually look like? How does God want us to use our talents? Some of you are probably thinking here, and it's pretty simple. There's two ways, two ways that God wants us to use our talents, blessing others and building his kingdom. So these two points I just want to make before we dive into how do we extract out what we're good at. God wants us to bless others. Okay, In 1 Peter 4.10, it says that we are called to use our gifts to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. Now, in this context, Peter, he was you know specifically talking about our spiritual gifts, prophecy, healing, things along those lines. And those supernatural abilities that God gives, I mean, he gives those abilities to followers of him. But the general idea of this, the general idea of blessing others, it certainly carries over to our talents, giftings, and abilities as well. God doesn't just give us anything for our own benefit. Genesis 12.2 says, it clearly says that we are blessed to be a blessing. Okay, so just as with spiritual gifts, God wants us to use our talents and our skill sets for the benefit of others. Okay, so you may be thinking, all right, Riley, that's cool. Great and all. I just don't know what my talents and abilities are. Like, what are they? And if that's you, I went through this as a period of time in my life, and I still sometimes go through this. And while you may not think that you know what those are, like what are your giftings? You probably, if you really sat down and started to think through this, you probably at least have some sort of idea what they are. So think about this with me, okay? What are you good at? What do you enjoy doing? What gives you peace when you're doing it or just puts you at ease? What activities do you just naturally gravitate towards? Maybe what are, what are some character traits that people would possibly compliment you on? Okay, what do people say that they like about you? What do they admire about you? What is it that you do that makes you nervous or uptight? Let's think through this together. Let's process this together. Okay, because the things that you actually enjoy doing or maybe are good at that make you feel accomplished or at peace, feel fulfilled, these are the things that are your God-given talents and abilities, Oftentimes, we tend to complicate things. They might not be what what some would maybe consider ministry-related talents, but hear me on this. That that is only because religion, religion has put some sort of idea of ministry within a box. Okay, no matter what your talents and your abilities are, they can absolutely be used to bring God glory and to ultimately share the message of the gospel. If nothing exists out there right now, like what you're good at, what you what you get excited about, if nothing exists, look at that as an opportunity, right? God is looking for leaders like you to step up to the plate, to build something, to, to start something from scratch. 
Okay, so number one, God wants to bless others with our talents and abilities. And then the other, as I mentioned, is God wants us, he wants us to build his kingdom for his glory. God made all of us different. It's amazing because together, all of us make up the kingdom, the body of Christ. First Corinthians 12, Paul actually compares the body of Christ to a human body. I won't really read through it, but I would encourage you to go read through it. Each of us is unique. We are all unique, but together we make up the body, a complete picture of the body. And Christ is certainly the head of the body. So everything that we do always points back to him and he is in control and directs it all. Okay. In other words, you know, God, he wants to use my unique role. He wants to use your unique role within the body of Christ to to ultimately glorify him. So if God's made you, let's say you're an amazing singer, sing for him. Maybe you're really good with numbers, really good at like writing code. Okay. This is not a talent that I have at all. But everything that we do, we can do it unto him. And certainly we could find a way to translate that into a business, maybe volunteer work. Maybe it is a form of what we think of as ministry. But if we look at no matter what it is that we're doing, we are doing it unto him. Use your God-given abilities ultimately to bless others and to build his kingdom for his glory. Okay, at the end of the day, Jesus, he really gives us two commandments, to love the Lord and to love others as we love ourselves. We tend to just complicate things. And as we start to steward our talents and to honor him, to bless others, we're certainly going to do just that, to love the Lord your God and to love others as ourselves. Okay, so let's dive, let's truly, truly dive into this. I I wanted to make that clear though. There's two things that we should always do with our gifts and our talents, bless others, and then to ultimately build the kingdom. So let's dive into this. How do we know what our purpose is? What am I really good at? And it, it actually, it reminds me of a story I've, I've heard a, a while ago, but it's ultimately about a guy who's fishing in a stream, right? And as he looked down in this stream, there's all sorts of fish in the stream, just swimming in a, you know, in a beautiful manner. And as they were swimming against the stream, he, he ultimately, he threw a net in and grabbed some fish. And as he netted these fish, he laid them out on the ground within the grass. And as they laid on the grass, they laid there motionless, their eyes just completely fixed. As they gasped for air, they looked and acted in a, in a manner of just daze and, and confusement. They looked ridiculous. And as the man noticed, and he seemed, he looked down at these fish and he's like, what, okay, what's going on with these fish? So he began to talk with them and, and saying, it's going to be okay. And just hoping that his encouragement is going to ultimately change their behavior. Like, no, little fish, it's, it, don't be sad, right? You're going to enjoy this grass. Eventually, you're going to get used to this grass. You're going to be just fine. Just try it out for a while, right? No movement, no response, no change. A few seconds passed, the guy's neighbor walked by. He says, come on over and check out these fish. And as he looked over at them, the, the guy asked, you know, what, what's going on here? Right? And he said, well, I caught these fish, and they seem a little uncomfortable out of place for the time being, but I'm sure that they can prosper here on the grass. Don't you agree? And he said, well, 
I suppose so. So he then also encouraged the fish and, and began to tell them that they're going to be fine, that it, they're going to learn to just enjoy the grass. After all, why wouldn't they like the grass? They should like the grass, right? Still, the fish didn't blink. They just laid there, motionless. Finally, a little boy came running up and yelled, what are you doing? You got to put the fish back. They can't be all that they've been created to be when they're out of the water. Finally convinced, the men actually placed the fish back into the stream and splashing, swimming away, they effortlessly went about their business with ease, with grace, with the sense of beauty. And it was in that moment that the men actually realized that no matter how long the fish laid there, the fish were never going to adjust to the grass. They're never going to be satisfied. No matter how much we encouraged the fish, no matter how much we told them that it's going to be okay. Like they, even, they could try to convince the fish that they're going to like the grass, that they would eventually be okay. The fish would never, ever be able to prosper, to be able to grow in that environment. And they would ultimately, eventually die. So here's my question for some of you. Do any of you feel like a fish out of water? Your dissatisfaction, your God-given gifts, your passions, maybe the voices of others that are, that are telling you that you were created for another purpose. Do you have those people in your life? And like a fish out of water, if you feel like you are dying inside, I want you to listen up here because this could be exactly what you need to push yourself into another environment, into a more satisfying ocean or stream. So how do we do this? Number one, we've got to listen to our dissatisfaction. Listen to our dissatisfaction. Okay, what we've been taught to believe that dissatisfaction is a bad thing and that we should you know, really do everything possible to avoid it. A lot of us have been taught that. Just ignore it. You know, shove it down. Act like it's not there. Act like it doesn't bother us. Heck, maybe take this medication or this pill. Just plaster on that smile. Just don't bring it up. It's going to go away, right? Like that's some, some version of how we're supposed to just, you know, bear our cross. But certainly don't consider that, that God might be using that dissatisfaction to call us, to make us uncomfortable so that we can swim into another ocean, right, where our gifts can actually shine. Asking a fish to climb a tree is absolutely ludicrous. Asking a monkey to hold his breath, not climb a tree, but to go swim in the water for hours on end is absolutely ludicrous. So for us to start to understand it and identify our gifts, our talents, our abilities, sometimes we got to listen to our dissatisfaction, Okay, now what I, I want to make sure though, you don't get me wrong this, because dissatisfaction, it certainly can be a result of a, maybe a form of like spiritual warfare and not an indication that we're out of God's will by any means, but it can also be a sign. It could be that sign that, that he's got more for us. There's another purpose for us. We've served our purpose in this season, but now there's more. So if, if you're miserable, maybe in your current job or your career right now, and you felt this way for a long time, 
you've prayed about it. You've seeked counsel, right? You've looked and you've seeked the word of God. You've spent time in prayer and you're still miserable. Consider this, that God may have another plan. So listen, there's a difference between being content and being satisfied. And if there is a form of dissatisfaction, oftentimes that can be a healthy thing. So listen to your dissatisfaction. Number two is we got, listen to others. Okay, now not all the time, but just remember, if you've heard anything that I've ever said before, I always, when you're seeking counsel, when you're listening to others, look at the fruit in their life. You know, are they qualified to give you the, that advice, that counsel, number one? But also, do they have your best interest at heart? Because oftentimes, the closest ones to us may not have our best interest at heart. Okay, so when listening to others, always make sure that is the case, okay? And just as dissatisfaction, it can be a sign from God, it certainly can show us our purpose or give us an understanding of what we shouldn't be doing, but also just listening to what others say maybe about our gifts. It can also do the same. So when someone maybe notices or comments on your talents, start to take note. Because God might be speaking through somebody else, telling you something through his people. There certainly are times that we shouldn't listen to others, of course. You're always going to hear me be wise with that counsel. But when what they say or the, the counsel that you get, if you receive that, if you have that peace in your heart and it agrees with your passions, there's an internal conviction that the gifting that God has given you, that it's going to ultimately continue to be revealed to you sometimes through other people. So be willing and open to listen to others. Okay, the next is going to be listen to your gifts, right? Listen to your gifts and your passions. Okay, the, the gifts that, that God's given you, they're, they're really like seeds planted deep down inside us. But in order for them to grow, you got to use them. Certainly, we got to water them. We got to fertilize them. We've got to use those gifts in order for those seeds to ever take root. So if you can't identify which gifting seeds that, that God's given you, try doing new things. Do things that might interest you. What is it that you get excited about? What do you like to do? And, and oftentimes through these new experiences, God's going to be able to reveal more and more to you about you, about who you really are. And he, he's called you to ultimately serve him. And sometimes we just got to start doing new things to, to understand and get a realization, a revelation from God on what is it that we really like to do. And when it comes to your, your passions, if I was to ask any of you, what makes you angry? What gets you excited? What are you passionate about? What would any of you say right now? Well, take note of this. Take note of what your emotions are. What moves you? Because this could be a very good sign of what your God-given purpose is. For example, you guys know I get fired up about the kingdom economy. Or when somebody even brings up entrepreneurship, the topic, it stirs me up. I get going, right? And when I'm able to couple that like with my talents and the passion that I have, it points me in the direction of what I know is my God-given calling, my purpose on this earth. I know it in my knower. But I didn't know that for 33 years. But I tried new things. I kept doing new things. And ultimately, it's been revealed where now it's just like this overwhelming fire that burns within me. 
We got to listen to our gifts and our passions. Sometimes we got to listen to others. And most of all, we got to listen to our dissatisfaction. How do we do this? First off, we got to pray. You got to ask God to show you the things that move you and start to make a list. You got to make a list to, to remember these things, to jot them down, to work through these things on different things maybe you want to try to do. Because remember, God wants you. He absolutely wants you to discover his purpose for yourself. He wants you to discover his purpose for you more than you actually do. And, and one last thing to really consider here is I want you to consider that your purpose, it's not just about you. It's about what God wants to do through you. So if you ignore it or you neglect your dissatisfaction, maybe what others are speaking into you, if you neglect your gifts and your passions, you're not only betraying yourself, but God, because he has called you to a purpose and he wants you to walk in it for others and for yourself. God's called you and he is completely able to reveal to you, your purpose. God's called you and he is completely able to reveal your purpose to you. And he absolutely will as you diligently seek him. If you diligently seek him. Seek first the kingdom of God and all other things will be done unto you. It's time to discover your passion, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. For more information on the King's Council and becoming the CEO of your own life, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram at kingscouncilcoaching. We'll see you next time.